It's back to school time. So how can you pick out a backpack that will help your child and not hurt them because it's so heavy? That's what we're talking about today on The Working Therapist. Welcome to The Working Therapist, a podcast designed to help you grow in your therapy practice. The Working Therapist is an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. Now here are your hosts, Hayden Bolick and Kirsty Miles. So today, Kirsty, we are talking about backpacks, and we are all hoping to be back to regular school with regular backpacks, right? Since normal. Normal. normal I be, want normal. I, me too. <laughs> I will be, I've never been so happy to be like, yes, let's get out the backpacks. That sounds awesome. You know, we've talked about on other podcasts, I am not a great back-to-school mom, but I think I would be, considering we've been through this COVID junk, a very good back-to-school backpack mom at this point. I am ready to see that backpack being packed with all kinds of brand new trapper keepers and notebooks. But anyway, <laughs> so we want to talk about how heavy backpacks are and assessment and then, you know, how that impacts the body. And then also some strategies to keep a organized backpack as we're working with kids. So first, let's go to what's too heavy for a backpack. So the general guideline and the OT association has actually come up with a general guideline and they do a backpack awareness and that's always in September. So that's we're we anticipating getting back to school here. Yes, <laughs> we are. Oh, um, man. Yes. And so just as you're planning for back to school, there's a couple of key concepts to know about the weight, but also the size of the backpack. So we're going to get there in just a minute. But the weight of the backpack, you take the child's weight and then you take the weight of the backpack. So take a backpack full with what they would bring to school on a typical day, mm-hmm. put it on the scale. What does that weigh? Right. Then weigh the child. How much does the child weigh? You're going to divide the weight of the backpack by the weight of the child and multiply it by 100. So if the child is, say, let's say 70 pounds, right? Is that the average weight of a what? Fourth grader, fifth grader? Mm -hmm. And their backpack is 10 pounds. Then we divide their weight, which is 70 pounds, by the backpack, which is 10 pounds. Multiply that times 100. And what do we get? 14.28 and by guidelines the weight of the backpack should be less than 10% of the child's body weight so you have to lose four pounds out of that backpack Mm, that trapper keeper's got to go that thermos trapper keeper and I don't know what else I stuck Pack in there. Pack a light lunch. Le- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, they only weigh 70 pounds. Good dig a mug of poor kids. <laughs> well, um, and I mean, you think about it. Think of like no an ant, free. you know, yeah. like <laughs> they're not ants. They can't carry twice their body weight or right. whatever that is. But it doesn't take much to get a backpack up to 10 it pounds. It doesn't. I mean, think about like 10 pounds. If you're just walking around the house, a 10 pounds. Pa- I mean, like how much does laundry detergent? Think about detergent? just that box of pencils. Oh, good gosh. Yeah. What about like just a box of laundry detergent? I know they're not carrying that in a backpack, but how how heavy is that? That's got to be, what, seven, eight pounds? I don't know. Don't they tell you when you're pregnant, don't carry anything larger than a gallon of milk? Well, I don't know. <laughs> it's been a long time. I don't know. They might. Who knows? But anyway, but it doesn't take long to get to 10 pounds. It doesn't. Like, that's not much. Plus, a backpack and all those keychains that kids hang from it, you know, like, that's like three pounds. You're out already. You're going to take, take the unicorn. The books. Take the unicorn and the troll doll and whatever <laughs> off, your, off your backpack. So anyway, okay, so say it one more time. Take the child's weight. So you take the chi- the weight of the backpack. Okay, weight Divide it by the weight of the child. Mm-hmm. Multiply it by 100, the weight of the backpack should be less than 10% of the child's weight. So when you do that formula, you're trying to get that to be less than 10%. Mm. Why? It could cause them to carry the backpack differently. It could cause them to slump over so they're not carrying the backpack like this, weighing them down, dragging backwards, but they're hunched over, which we already have that as a problem 
with video games and iPads and electronics where we're always looking down and hunched over and at the desk doing desk work and on the computer. And so now we're going to take and put a weighted backpack on them in that position, all hunched over, and we're going to walk through the hallways. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. so you're just adding way to the bus stop. They could have that backpack on it for a while. They wait at the bus stop. They're sitting there with it on the bus, potentially, who knows. And then they also carry it through the hallways every time they get up and move and go. And yeah, so it's, mm-hmm. it could be a decent amount of carrying around. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. A lot of parts of the day. And so you now have a already predisposition to a postural deformity. And now you're adding weight to it. So probably not what you want to do. No. But then also, depending on trends... Are they carrying it on one shoulder? Are they carrying it really low and it's sagging down beneath their butt? And so <laughs> yep. um, that could all change the ergonomics too. Yes, because it's sometimes not cool to carry it on two shoulders. And most schools don't allow rolly backpacks. Right. So sometimes as a PT, the recommendation might be made on their IEP or IEP-like document, mm-hmm. um, that 504 plan to make a recommendation where the child would be allowed a rolling backpack. So sometimes as a clinical therapist, knowing that we have some postural deformities that we're addressing, maybe the child doesn't need an IEP, but maybe you educate the parent on what the child might need to benefit them on the school campus. The recommendation might be that they need a rolling backpack as opposed to the weight because maybe you had them come into clinic and maybe you had them bring their backpack just to see what weight they're carrying around and you're like oh is this a typical day and they have their backpack yeah this is a pretty typical day this is what I carry around I already ate my lunch so that's empty so I would have a packed lunch in there and you're like 20 pounds 20 percent you know that can't do that right so yeah we have to consider that and also I know that some kids when they get to middle school you know they're carrying electronics and stuff with them like they may have an iPad or they may have a laptop and if you add that to that because some schools you can leave some devices there at school but then other times you can't you got to bring them back into school and out every day so that adds another consideration is the maybe electronics that that's part of it too you know because that can be pretty heavy what about a water bottle Oh my gosh, yeah, that's that's right. I mean, I I'm carrying a around bottle. a 32 ounce water bottle. That's so right. What oh if they gosh. have a water bottle? I mean, some of them can average like a pound or more. Oh my gosh, you're right. So then it doesn't take much anyway. It doesn't, it doesn't. take much, especially so we're just for adding. Training. Yeah. And then how many elementary age kids are that attuned to their environment anyway? Sometimes slinging that backpack off and on their shoulder, they can knock their neighbor upside their head <laughs> or drop it on somebody. Um, so it can also be that too, just to think about. Because mm-hmm. sometimes these kids aren't paying attention to where they are in space. So that could be another thing. So then how should a backpack sit on your body? So I know for me, oftentimes in therapy, I learn a lot from the kids. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, I learn what the cool cartoons are. I learn, you know, what shows the, the teenagers are watching. That's how I stay up on things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll tell you. <laughs> so when we talk about the padded backpacks right now, a big trend is the, the cinch backpacks, the drawstring ones. Those have no support to them. You can only put so much in them anyway, and they're going to weigh down and cut into your shoulders. So no, none of the string backpacks. Ideally, you want to have padded straps so that they're not cutting down into the shoulders. Mm -hmm. Um, But you want to adjust the height of the pack so that the bottom of the backpack is no lower than the tops of the iliac crest, which is your, your hip bone. So if you put your hands on your waist and you push down and you feel the top of, that's your iliac crest. So if the backpack is hanging lower than that, it's too low. Right. Mm. So you want to tighten those straps up. Well, 
That's not really cool. It's not totally it? cool. That's totally uncool. <laughs> do, you, do you have success, you think, when you explain to the kids why and wherefore? Maybe. Maybe not. I think you have more success when you explain to the parent mm-hmm. why and mm-hmm. wherefore. Because... Also, you <laughs> ideally, if it comes with a waist strap, you want to use the waist strap too. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're totally not cool now. Completely not. That's um, right. But and you always want to wear both straps rather than just one because if you're constantly weighting down one shoulder, and typically you're going to have a preference. Yeah. So you're going to put it over always over that one side. Well, you could potentially be developing a scoliosis then. Hmm. And these are already developing little bodies anyway. Yeah. These bodies aren't there yet. So we talked about the weight, the ideal weight, less than 10% of the child's body weight. We talked about how to wear it. Mm -hmm. We talked about the dangers of not wearing the proper weight and the proper fitting. Right. Backpack. Because a lot of schools don't allow you to do the rolling backpack. Right. I mean, if you think about it in a crowded hallway, that's sort of a tripping hazard. Yeah, it can (laughs) be. Yep. I, I mean, I get why they won't let them do that, but yeah. But now they have all this stuff. So what are some strategies that we can do and give the child? Because, I mean, they need their books, but they also need their lunch and they also need their water. Yeah. So one of the things about the water is a lot of schools I see nowadays have those water fountains that you can fill your water bottle up in, like at the fountain, you know. So I'm not talking put the mouth of your water bottle on the mouth of the water fountain, you know, because that's gross. But I'm talking about those water refill places. I see a lot more water fountains with those in them now in the schools. So you can take an empty water bottle. Yep, and, and you fill can it fill it up there once you get to school. But if you did have to bring a water bottle that's already filled, then if you have your backpack on and carry your lunch separate, what do you think so about that? You can. You want to take the heaviest thing or the bulkiest item. So yeah. also too, when we talked about the ideal fit and the size of the backpack, if you've got a kindergartner, don't get them a backpack for an adult because right. that's just more room for junk. Yeah. <laughs> that is true because that backpacks do come it's in kind of like sizes. the junk drawer in your kitchen because everybody has one and yeah. if you if you label that the junk what? drawer it just becomes all the stuff yeah yeah <laughs> um, it does so you're right there are different sizes of backpacks that's important to think about too so don't get a little kindergartner an adult-sized backpack right. that they're going to college right they're right. not ready they're not ready <laughs> there's just not that much to put in there right exactly and they hopefully they don't have that much i mean homework. well, well the horse you think about it though when you get that list for kindergarten they often don't want a trapper keeper they don't want binders they want the little folders yeah Right? So you got two folders, the book that they have to read when they come home and their lunch. That's all they're carrying because these kindergartners weigh like 40 pounds. Yeah, they shouldn't have, <laughs> they really shouldn't have anything else than that. Uh-uh. Yeah. But if the backpack weighs in, and again, we're not meaning that ratio, then they might have to carry their lunch. Exactly. Because so, the further that weight sticks out off the back in that backpack, the more stuff you cram in there, the more it throws off your center. I know for one of my kids, I had this trouble. I had to check their backpack every morning for the other stuff they would add because they would like take um, a couple of books from the house and they would stick in their backpack or they would take like cars. Um, yes. Or like a, um, a ball for playground or something like that. They would stick that in their backpack. So I had to be careful about what they were adding to the backpack every morning. And then, you know, we'd have to have discussions about you, you can't take this book to school. Well, and just for example, so how you pack the backpack. So, okay, they were going to put a ball in there. Well, the ball doesn't weigh that much. It's full of air. But if you put the ball closest to your back in the backpack and then you stack all these like textbooks, yeah. they're all the weight. So that's going to pull yes. your weight down. Whereas, So you want to stack the heaviest things closest to your body and yes. then 
put the ball in there. And then also like cards. Sometimes those Pokemon cards, kids will put a lot, a lot, a lot of Pokemon cards in a book bag. Now they aren't that heavy, but again, they can take up They are when you space. put like the whole collection yeah. in and, there. And, and if you have them in a big, one of those like uh, baseball card, you binders. know, binders, that, <laughs> then that's pretty heavy because we had that problem also with one of ours. And I've seen that on some kids' backpacks where they'll do that. So sometimes we've had some, no, these can't go to school discussions. Mm-hmm. But anyway. So we talked about how to pack the backpack, carrying the heaviest item in the hand, carrying the bulky item in the hand, leaving things in your locker at school. So maybe for children, when we think of like children with special needs, maybe Mm -hmm. that they have textbooks at home, but they also have a version at school. So they're not having to transport because now maybe we have a child with balance deficits or maybe they have equipment that they have to manage. So it's not realistic. So maybe they have an AAC device. How are they going to manage that and a piece of equipment? We've had that happen before, but also they don't want to be different. So how can you work with them, work with the child and still make it socially acceptable for them? Because a lot of them are aware. Yeah. I mean, I've had this problem with my daughter who she's visually impaired. And so this past school year, she had an iPad with a case and that's heavy just in of itself and a laptop and then notebooks and books. And we had, I mean, I was like, my gosh, I mean, the backpack was so heavy. I couldn't put it up. So I don't think I would have passed that thing, much less her. So we did have to do that where we had a book at school and a book at home. And then we had to leave some equipment at home and some equipment at school. And then we also had to do the rolly backpack, the, you know, on her IEP, get that she could have a rolly backpack because it's just too heavy. We couldn't do it. She didn't like it though, because she didn't want to be different. So she was not happy about that rolly thing. But she eventually got okay with it because she really was hurting her back by carrying that heavy thing around. So eventually she got okay with it, but she wasn't happy about it. But well, anyway, that's for later in life for the counselor to figure out when she's grown up and like, this is my mom screwed me up because she didn't let me carry my backpack to school. <laughs> that's, for, that's for the counselor later in life to figure out anyway. But um, but yeah, so and then another thing is sometimes kids I notice bring home a lot of books for no reason. Like this probably is a whole other podcast for another day. But where we talk about a planner and thinking about homework and schoolwork and what needs to be brought home and decision making for the kids. But I know sometimes a lot of kids have, they'll like, they'll take all their books and stick it in their book bag every single night, even though they don't need them all. Because most schools make kids have a planner. So check in the planner with, okay, so you don't have social studies. So leave that book at school. You don't have math, leave that book at school. You have English, put that book in your book bag, you know, that kind of stuff. So unpacking and packing it every day. So they have to think about what goes in the backpack versus not and making some decisions during the day and before you come home at night. And so that's one thing that parents could really for sure work with kids on going through the planner and be like, well, what do you need? What do you not need? Leave this to school or bring it in. But also going through the folders every night to take out what's supposed to come home. Because oh, yeah. if you don't take out everything that is supposed to be at home, add that up Monday through Friday or over a couple of weeks. Papers. And you're like, why are you carrying all this yes. stuff? And that's some added weight right there that yes. can be removed. All the papers, all the randomness papers, which also adds a confusion, which then complicates. I'll just bring every book home because you're just like, just pile it all in there. Well, and that again, goes to a whole nother topic of organization and the messy child and the uncoordinated child. Because typically, if you look at their backpack, it's pretty messy and disorganized. It's messy. And that is another podcast. But think about what's in there, what needs to be in there, what doesn't need to be in there. So another thing to think about in addition to like just some organization like that we're going to talk about maybe in another podcast with the planners is time management. So a lot of times kids carry everything in their backpack during the course of the day because they have trouble with time management. Either one, they can't get to their locker and back like in a high school situation, you may not have time in between classes to get to your locker before the next class. So you take all of your books or you have difficulty with time management. Uh, Maybe you're not using your time well, you're 
wasting some time or you're not able to really plan out your time that well. And I have noticed in a couple of kids, even with telling time, they don't realize how much five minutes is or 10 minutes is, or they're not really, they have some trouble with telling time. So they don't know how much time they've got. So they're kind of guessing. So I've seen all three of those scenarios happen, like in speech therapy, where I start to address that maybe like some executive language functioning, but it also can affect their backpack and how much they're carrying. So that's something also to think about too, you know, how much is in there. And that could be addressed potentially in an IEP or 504 plan or just working with the child for time management and or just managing their supplies. So this is some good food for thought. And I think we're all excited about the return to normal school. We are very excited about it. <laughs> and this is a podcast in anticipation and hope of that event right? <laughs> That's why we're excited about doing it. Which actually backpack awareness that is put on by the AOTA is in September. So it's after kids have already gotten back to school. But I think it's really important to do prior to starting school so that you know what size backpack to get and kind of some of these key pieces before you purchase the backpack. Yeah. And telling your parents, hey, don't get this backpack, get that backpack or think about these when you're buying it or for the parent listening, thinking about which one to get. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time on another episode of The Working Day. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of The Working Therapist, an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. For more information or to contact us, visit us online at www.pediatricdt.com. That's pediatricdt.com.